You're listening to Bizarre Buffet, a podcast of all-you-can-eat weird. I'm your host, Mark Toriello. I'm Jen Wilson. And I'm Mark Blusine. There'll be food and drink and ghosts. And perhaps even a few murders. You're all invited. When we first went in, one of the people said, Who are you? And Tex said, I'm the devil and I'm here to do the devil's business. Hey everyone! Hi. Ooh, hi. Ooh, oh yeah. And I'm one of your hosts. I'm Mark Toriello. That's right. And um, I'm Jen Wilson. <laughs> and I'm Mark Bluestein. <laughs> oh my god! It's so nice to meet you. Wow! I, I heard, you were such a celebrity. I know. That's what they tell me. Jen, you have such a deep, sexy voice. <laughs> oh, she does. You oh, sure god. do. Oh my, 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 my. Oh well, here we are. Um, we're glad to be here with you. Uh, we're trying to take a Regis and Kathy Lee approach now, and we're going to try it out. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice to have you again in person. I know. This is really... It's like a real podcast. It I is. I know. It's like a real one. It's more real than like some of the other real ones. And like, don't you notice, though, when we're not together, it's like, oh, wait, no, go ahead. You, What were you going to say? <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm I interrupted. Sorry. Wait, no, oh, no, oh. Mark. Go ahead. No, 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 Jen, you oh, were talking. Pardon me. <laughs> And normally it takes me saying something heinous and vile to get everybody to stop talking, which is what I'm really good at. Yeah. But I do want to share that I was today years old when I discovered that her name is pronounced Sade and not Sade. I honestly don't know. I was very confused by that whole conversation earlier. And I thought that you thought her name was Sade and that you were, it was the other way around. No, I always thought her name was Sade. (laughs) I was about to turn up because if someone's going to tell me Sade is pronounced differently, I'm going to be like, excuse me. (laughs) Well, do you guys know that Sade is actually the band name and not her name? (gasps) Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Try that on for size. I know. Well, you know, it, it reminds me when I was little, I I thought Bjork was Bjork. Yeah. I think, I think that is. was all of us. I think that is Bjork. Well, I really didn't know who she was until she showed up at the Academy Awards in a swan dress. Yeah. And I loved it. She was like, a, she was ahead of her time. She was. I'm a big Bjork fan. Mark knows. Yeah. Her albums. I can do, I can do some of some yeah. of her stuff. You got to no. be in the right state of mind. She's in, as people like to say about me, an acquired taste. Oh, I'm you know one what too. Bjork and Jen Wilson have in common? They're both acquired tastes. Yes. Apparently, that's that's the word on the street that yeah. Jen Wilson is a very acquired taste. And they're also empowered women. They are. Absolutely. So you can all come at me. I would rather be an acquired <laughs> taste than, you know what, a McDonald's chicken nugget. Yeah, me too. Even though Absolutely. I love those too. Hi, Absolutely. McDonald's. We love you. So before, we before we talk about the topic of today, should we say what the topic is? No, I, I okay. think you should. We always start with our question. Okay. Yeah, we like a little strip tease okay. for our audience. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. Even though, Ooh, even though, these baby, even though when they see, when they see the title of the episode, they're going to be like, oh, it's this. <laughs> okay. So what is everyone's like dream home? What would it look like? Where would it be? I mean, well, that's the thing. It depends on where in the world because I plan on having like multiple homes. Well, tell us about like one of your homes in one part of the world. So this has just been on my mind for like the last like two months. My whole thing is like when this is all said and done, I am booking a plane ticket and I'm going to Italy. Okay. And I can just see my 
like house, like built into a mountain overlooking the Amalfi Coast. Oh, so majestic. With is. like this beautiful porch or, you know, deck. Okay. And one of those pools that it looks like you're about to swim over the edge. Oh, oh an, an infinity, infinity pool. pool. Yes. Oh, like, that means you have money. Oh, yeah. Yes. You're rich. And it, I definitely, you know, I, I need multiple bedrooms. Because I'm going to need an office uh-huh. and a yoga room. I agree. There's going to have to be some sort of man cave. Okay. And if there's a dog, a room for the dog. Absolutely. Um, because, you know, otherwise you end up being like Mark and I and the dog owns your entire house. Yeah. So you should, get a, you should get a big house. And I would love to add just ceiling to floor windows that just like has oh. this massive Ooh. view i need a good window in my life i need a I good know. massive like view like the view, view. <laughs> what i did nothing mark and i's view in our beautiful luxurious one bedroom apartment and don't in, try to find us because we're in, celebrities yeah you can't find us but our view is a parking lot and oh god the next door neighbor's yard which is loaded with garbage junk and punching bags oh i know they're angry and they like to collect garbage mm-hmm. so i'm sure that you would not want that to be your view no. You would definitely need a bigger space, and I really think you would need a floor just for gonk. <laughs> I think so, and um, you know, he would need his own loft. Absolutely. So, what about you two? What's your? What would you say is your dream? Well, home? for for me, I have I can name one specifically and it's by the architect Frank Lloyd Wright and it's called the Ennis House and oh it's goodness. in Los Angeles. Oh, it's gorgeous. My mom is a huge Frank Lloyd Wright fan. She oh, needs to come on and talk to us. She should. She so, actually did a, a weekend trip where they like went up to Pittsburgh and Oh, she saw Falling Water. Probably. Didn't yeah. you stay at Falling Water? No, we stayed at the um what was it called it the was duncan like, house it was like the stepsister it was like the the ugly stepsister to falling water but it was okay. beautiful it was called the duncan house mm-hmm. and it was outside of falling water and we got to mark and i got to spend the night we did and it. it was also like a kind of awkward story right so i'm just gonna tell everybody this quick little anecdote um when we went like in the description they were like if you book this house and you want to stay here um just acknowledge that when you arrive there's probably going to be a tour um where people are you know being shown the house because we do that like regularly so they give tours yeah they give tours it's it's a park called like polymyth park so like you wouldn't be able to like walk butt naked out of the bathroom um not at all times okay um so so we showed up to the house you mean like you couldn't sit like naked on the couch and like eat a pint of ice cream and watch a movie we could after honestly we were paying for it at the time that the tour was happening so i mean i could have plopped my naked ass down on the couch i suppose okay um but the guy who was giving the tour and explaining every to everyone you know oh this house is you know blah 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 and it was owned by this person 
And he goes, and here, the two gentlemen who are staying here tonight are here on the tour with us. And I was like, oh, great. I hate crime is coming our way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, oh, like, God. clearly Mark and I are, like, queers. And no, we're not <laughs> Clearly. We look nothing and, alike. And, like, it's, like, all these, like, you know, older folk. And they're like, oh, America. And, like, they all look at us. And I'm thinking, like, they're probably envisioning us having, like, butt sex in this, like, Frank Lloyd Wright house. And, like, and worshiping the devil. Rock and roll. Satan. Should we include butt Beautiful sex for your parents? Yeah, why? <laughs> they're not stupid. My parents are smart. Listen, my my dad and mom saw the Howard Stern movie Private Parts. Okay, so they're enlightened. Hi, so, Pete and Maureen. So we love my you. My dream We're home sorry. would be a Frank Lloyd Wright house. Okay. I okay. Mean, I agree. Um, what about you, Mark? My dream house. Um, my dream house would be um, ultra modern, like one window. Um, no one would be able to find where it was ever. It would not show up on Google Maps. Um, it would have shock fencing around it. Like for cattle, cattle yes, for, shock. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Like I'm not talking about dog fencing where you need to have a collar to feel the shock. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about like... You walk right. into it, you're, yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, 80s mall meets, you know, Italian postmodern design. Um, and also, um, shih tzus everywhere. I think we have the same dream home. We do. We do. You do. It, like two different types of levels, we I do. think. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Um, but I have a question for all of you. Okay. Do you, I wonder if anyone listening knows why we're talking about where we would, like, our dream home would be. That's true. What do you think, Jen? Do you think they know? I don't think they know, but remember, I also don't really know. I know. So, guess what, guys? So, Jen Wilson, our very own, the illustrious, the gorgeous Jen Wilson. The acquired she, taste. The acquired taste Wilson of Jen. Um, she doesn't know much about this story so mark could you regale us with what this is about so tonight we are talking about the unfortunate tragedy at corpsewood manor yes and um i mean let's get into it absolutely so with corpsewood manor um what it's known for is that there were these two eccentric gay men and they were from, I believe, Chicago originally. Mm -hmm. And they were like, we're over the city life. We're over the hustle and bustle. We just want to be left the hell alone and concoct our own dream home. And, Relatable. And kind of just like live in the middle of nowhere and live our own lives. And, and that's it. So they ended up finding property and land in uh, Georgia Chattanooga County. Shout out to any of our Georgia listeners. Hi, Hi Chattanooga. <laughs> Dump Trump. But um Somerville. So they they find like what? I think it's like forty acres of land or like Yeah, it was a large plot of land. A large plot of land. It was like dirt cheap. And they're like, Well, fuck it, we're gonna build our own house. So they created this brick house that looks like a miniature like medieval brutalist castle 
Mm. And it was very unusual for that area. Yeah. I mean, they even referred to it as like a mini castle. Um, It was a very odd structure to be be there. It was like an oval. And I think it only had three or four rooms in the entire thing. Yeah. And um, it had windows that had pentagrams on it. And Ooh. Yeah, a Baphomet. A Baphomet head. They had Hell a... Satan. They had a Gargoyle. Gargoyle! Gargoyle! They he had, suddenly turned into... They, they, <laughs> a Gargoyle! They, <laughs> the God Warrior. But um, they had like a Gargoyle. Is it Gargoyle? or Gargoyle. Gargoyle. Gargoyle, Gargoyle like, is gar- reserved for God Warrior. Okay, so they had a gargoyle and just all all sorts of cool shit in their house that was like dark and like like satanic. It was very like gothic, yeah. medieval furnishings and you know styling. Like they were goth before like the goths. Absolutely, these two gay men. So they lived in this house and they grew their own food. They made their own wine and they decided to live without any electricity. So it was super authentic and just very unique. And they were very friendly folk. And unfortunately, they were murdered. Yeah, they they were. Um, And the thing was, was that, you know, as like much, I guess, as they were like reclusive, they would openly invite people into their home if like the you know opportunity i guess presented itself um so they lived in the middle of the woods which i mean by today's standards if you look up corpsewood manor it's still in the middle of the woods and there is nothing around it so it has not been developed has so nobody resides in corpsewood manor now no which is even more eerie okay um and it also like ties in later. So Corpsewood Manor, um, well, well, we'll say it now. It burned down after all of this happened. Um, but the land has not been developed. It's owned by the state of Georgia. Hmm. So it's even more eerie. It's almost like a cursed land. People are very superstitious and... Um, they say it's haunted. So yeah. I guess there's a lot of ghost tours that go on there and a lot of local legends... Um, because of the hoopla that developed during the entire, like, I guess, trial process yeah, um, of the, the two killers, because it's, it's really fucked up because it's one of these situations where like the victim kind of gets blamed. It's victim blaming. It is. It absolutely is. Um, and it's very interesting because this was a story that was, uh, it was in the 80s, and you wouldn't think, because a lot of these stories you don't think, like, I don't know, in my mind, I think of, like, something from the 80s being, like, current. Yeah. You know, where I think, like, oh, 70s, 60s, oh, that's an old story. But I'm like, 80s? That's very weird. Right. So, Corpsewood uh, burned down, whether it was by arson, angry town folk, whatever it was, um, and nothing has ever come of it. Now... I mean, I'm sure you're going to get into this like a little bit deeper, but what was their relationship like with the people that lived in this town? So it's very interesting because, you know, this story, there is not a ton of information about them, but we know 
um, basically like bits and pieces. So, you know, I would say think of it like, you know, these kind of big city people moved to the middle of nowhere Mm -hmm. and they just wanted to be away from everything that being in a big city represented. I don't blame them. Right? I know. I can relate to it. I think we all can. Um, But, you know, the problem that occurs is that in, you know, these small towns or places, um, you know, generally they're not as, and now this doesn't, you know, apply to everywhere, but typically not as open-minded. So when you move to a place like they move to, and even though they were in the middle of the woods, it got out very quickly because they built, you know, two men Right. who built this like mini castle with a neon pink gargoyle mm-hmm. on the top of it. And they were like not wanting to associate with anybody. They were doing their own thing, but it started to trickle out that, um, you know, they were Satanists and they were gay and a lot of other things, which, you know, in today's world, more people are open-minded and i say more people specifically um, not everybody not a lot more but more no, people yeah, now a little more now yeah so i would say it's safe to say that they were uh controversial okay. and that there were a lot of you know did you hear about them moving in well there was like a lot of curious people too because um it was such an unusual home and you know people did hunt on that land and they yeah. i think they allowed hunters to hunt on the land they did and you know they you know i guess their their doors were open to anyone that was curious yeah and what happened was is that like anyone that saw it they were either well they got free drugs they got free lsd yeah. they got free um alcohol because they were just nice people and welcoming their guests yeah so a lot of people would stick around for like the free the free loot yeah and, and then they would go home and be like oh those faggots had a bunch uh, of gargoyles and yeah that, uh, these squares they gave me so now much. <laughs> it has never been solved with or any indication of who the murderer or murderers could have been well it has been and we're gonna get deeper into that so oh my god i know (laughs) see we're all learning together we are um but charles scudder he was uh, a professor who moved from Chicago and he was well off. His family was affluent, I suppose you could say in Chicago. And he was tired of that life. He wanted to get out of it. But I don't think he was filthy, stinking rich. Though. I don't, I don't it was think just, so. He was comfortable. He was comfortable. He was comfortable. And he was an educated man. Mm-hmm. So he had means to be like, you know what? Fuck this. I am leaving. I don't like doing this. Mm-hmm. I'm done. So, and that's how it all started, you know, and he was married to two women, you know, prior. Um, At the same time? I mean, maybe. I don't believe so. Oh, okay. (laughs) But yeah, they moved down and his partner, who I believe they referred to as like um, help of some kind. Okay. Yeah. 
um, which was, I don't know if it was part, it's very confusing because it could be part like, you know, oh, well, I'm embarrassed to be gay, but also, you know, we're taking word of, you know, people and things in a very confusing story to begin with. So we don't know if he was actually embarrassed by the fact that he was gay or had a partner, but... But I think they were out, though, Yeah, both of them. Now, what was the year? This, I think it was 1982 was the year that they died. Now, if you think about it, think about the time. Think about what was going on in the world. Yeah. You know, two gay men would have been looked at as yeah you a, know, a problem a problem or danger yeah, or or not um not excited to have them in the neighborhood right exactly yeah. especially you know with a with a virus that was going around that was yeah. no one knew about that was you know pretty much stamped as the the gay the virus. gay virus yeah absolutely and i mean I, you know i it's funny that you brought that up jen because i made a note here where i was like as if it could it wasn't enough that these two men who everybody figured were probably gay well but yeah. also satanists gay. if you haven't heard about anchor it's the easiest way to make a podcast let me explain it's free there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will even distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I mean, how cool is that, right? It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. On with the show. A Satanist. So you could imagine mm-hmm. how uh, a small town in Georgia and these two kind of. And I, I also don't think that, you know, during that time, you would be very open to kind of flaunting your your sexuality or your identity mm-hmm. just because of the state, you know, of, the the state of the world at that time. Yeah. Absolutely, because I think a lot of people, you know, it was more common for people to be concerned about, like, living their true, authentic selves because the world was so against, you know, yeah, people well, who were different. With this Satanist thing, I feel like, you know, with Satanism, there's people don't really actually worship Satan or the devil. They, it's no, kind they of don't. like they are atheists that use satanic imagery to kind of combat the church. Yeah, There's also something about that type of artwork too, that I'm not going to lie is a little appealing. Yeah. yeah. Well, they like, I love the Satanists because they're, um, they have aesthetics. They do. They and have you know a what? Good aesthetic. I love so many things about Satanists because you know what? They are on the forefront fighting when Planned Parenthood they was. They are. You know, when mm. Planned Parenthood was in the forefront of being attacked, when all this bullshit started happening. So the Satanists are like the best people in the you world know, with the yes. being on the front line with Planned Parenthood. Absolutely, because they are all about women and reproductive rights and, that's and having very important. a choice. And gay they, rights, gay human rights, rights human equal rights. rights absolutely, just being a decent human being. Absolutely. Well, like I. I think they could have very well been Satanists, but not like, hail Satan. You know, I think they were they were atheists just making like a mockery of it 
Or they, they could have just had good aesthetics that were a little more dark and macabre. Yeah. And, you know, so here's like a notable part. So um, Charles Scudder, he had, I believe it was like a Jeep, okay? And he spray painted pentacles on the doors of his Jeep. So he would drive into town in this little, you know, Georgia town when he needed to go get some things. And his car would have, you know, visually satanic symbols, which, you know. Today, that's the equivalent of having like a Black Lives Matter or equal rights or rainbow sticker on your car. Absolutely. It's just saying, hey, this is what I do. I'm not harming anybody. This is my it's like the equivalent of having uh, one of those Christian fishes on the back of your car. I think it's called Ichthys. Oh, well, you would know. I I believe you are correct. I'll take both of your words for it. I had to go to Catholic school. It was fucking awful. I went to Catholic school for a few years, but I didn't, you know, get too into it like you did, Mark. Oh, I was, I spent eight, 12 years in 15 years in Catholic school. And I got the, I got the Corpsewood Manor treatment at that fucking Uh, place, St. Michael's in Union. So they had like the pentagrams on their, their, their car. Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of, um, a weird, I guess you could say juxtaposition because they didn't want to be recognized and they didn't want to be acknowledged and they lived in the middle of nowhere, but their car had like, you know, a pentagram on. I just think they were funny. I think they just wanted to have fun. I think they were just trying to like, you know rile people up yeah. a little bit. I mean, bit. right now, if I was to, like, go take a road trip down south, I'd probably be, like, flying a Black Lives Matter flag, like, on you're, my car. You're daring. I, yeah. I mean, You know what? Even in and we love you for it. But we do. And, you and know I what? would probably have, like, a rainbow flag bandana in my hair. The unfortunate, you know, uh, aspect of all of this is that this was something that happened and it's something that could still happen today. So with like the attraction that they had with their like mystique, they yeah. met uh, these two gentlemen. I think it was like an uncle and his. So I'm going to go back to earlier when you said they would let people hunt on the land. So um, Charles and Joseph were very welcoming in their home. And I know that Mark had mentioned that uh, like people would use the land to hunt on and they right. basically honored that. It was like a, you know, grandfathered in, if you will. Mm-hmm. They let people continue to hunt on their land. Okay. Okay. Um, now, one of the individuals who would continue to do it, his name was Avery Brock. Um, now, he was a regular visitor and participant who would like visit Charles and Joe uh, and basically party, have sex, do drugs, you know, all of the fun, mm-hmm. you know, hedonistic things. Um, and he was, you know, happy to be there. Um, now, he had a roommate. And here's where things become a little weird. Uh, now, his roommate, his name was Tony West. And he would accompany Avery to the home and partake in the free alcohol and drugs. So that's where these two men come into play, mm-hmm. um, who would eventually be people who they never should have let into their lives. Now, it should be noted that Avery's friend Tony was quite vocal about his hatred towards gay men or, you know, gay people in general. Now, a point. So, why of- was he hanging out with the gays? 
Well, because he was taking advantage of the things that were being offered to him. Like you know, free alcohol, free yeah. food, free booze, free drugs, whatever. Yeah. Now, Tony, the question, the more questionable one that was brought in by, you know, the initial guy, um, he somehow convinced his friend that Charles, who is the professor, mm -hmm. you know. The owner of the castle. Yeah, the yeah. owner of the castle, um, took advantage of him. And no one knows if that's true or not, whether, you know, there is, you know, factual evidence, and I don't think there is. Um, but somehow this guy convinced him, like, oh, you know, he took advantage of you, you were drunk, you were high, and trying to influence him mm -hmm. and his thoughts, which is a very popular thing that many 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 people do yeah right regardless a plan um was devised for the two men to return to corpsewood manor mm -hmm. and the plan was to rob charles and joe right because they thought that they were really rich because yes. they lived in this like weird house with these like obscure antiques yeah so they thought they were like that they I were mean, loaded so the two men head to corpsewood and they bring along two friends with them, um, one being Joey Wells and the other Teresa Hudgens. And side note, Teresa Hudgens wrote a book yes, she about did. this whole ordeal because she was there during the night of the murder. She she had, was witness. She was to the an whole eye thing. fucking witness, yeah. as they say. Eyewitness news. That's a Philadelphia thing, maybe. So. In typical fashion, uh, the, the visitors enjoyed some homemade wine, which was a thing. Uh, We're also doing, like, glue and shit, too. Yeah, so there was, like, they would mix chemicals where it was, like, paint thinner, glue, mm -hmm. and something else. And I think they called it Toodaloo. Toodaloo. <laughs> they called it Toodaloo. Toodaloo. And what did you do? Like, huff it? I yeah. think so. Oh, okay. Like a brown paper bag. You know, get your chemical high. It's fine. But just, you know... If you have a disorder later, just remember it's because of the toodaloo. So they wanted to rob them, ultimately. Yeah, ultimately, they figured, oh, well, these two gay dudes, they move into town. They're in the middle of the woods. They built this weird castle. They must be filthy rich, right? I mean, generally speaking, right. most of us would think, oh, well, yeah. that person must have some money. However, something that they, you know, didn't, I guess, think out entirely was that... All of the money that was had was spent mm -hmm. on building that home. So they were kind of what I guess us common folk would refer to as house poor. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know they sold everything they basically had to yeah. come up with the money to build this house. Absolutely. Yeah. And I know the one did have an, an like a trust, like a trust fund. Uh huh. But it was like literally like i think between one to two hundred dollars it was a very month. low so it like the equivalent back then is probably like two or three grocery orders a month yeah so it wasn't it wasn't enough to really make a mansion no no not at all or at least to upkeep a mansion yeah. so one of the men who was involved in the murder referred to these men as queer devil worshippers hiding a fortune in their house. So that's what they thought they had. That sounds pretty cool. It sounds I like know, us, but I we know. don't have a fortune. I know. We do not have a fortune, but... Uh, so oh these men, you know, were able to kind of... Did just, it on their own. Did yeah. it on their own. Yeah. Exactly. Have the aesthetic they wanted. And 
probably was reading Rob Me, even though that wasn't the case. Yes, absolutely. And I would if I had a house and I was going to redo it, I would make it look rich as fuck too. Absolutely. And you know what? At the end of the day, and you can all come rob me and take my Sally Mae loans with you. Absolutely. <laughs> you can take all of those paperwork forms and everything else, your little turds. So, like the one night they had the two guys over and then they brought two friends with them, which was like a, a couple on a date. Yes, exactly. And this is where the shit went down. And this is where the shit went down, unfortunately. You know, Charles and Joseph invited these people into their home and they assumed like, oh, well, I know this one man, so I'm going to trust another person that he brings with him because if I trust him, I must trust the others. So some time passed you know everyone went to the house and they were hanging out and they were drinking their wine and doing their drugs and huffing their toodaloo eventually um brock he went out to the car to retrieve a 22 caliber hunting rifle yeah according to his mother in a documentary i watched it belonged to the father so Sadly, the first victim was Joseph Odom, who was Charles' partner. Um, He was shot to death four times in front of Charles and the company that was there. They also shot their two dogs. Yes, they shot their two bull mastiffs in front of him. So Wow. I know. So um, Charles Scudder, uh, he witnessed his partner be killed in front of him. Wow. And he knew that his... You know, animals were also murdered. So the other two guests, right, Um, Wells and Hudgens, allegedly they tried to flee during the course of what was already a horrific scene at Corpsewood Manor, right? So only to re-enter the house after their car wouldn't start. So they were kind of like, fuck, we're trying to get out of here. And now we can't because the car won't start. So somehow they end up going back into the house. Mm -hmm. So uh, at this point, Charles Scudder, he had been uh, tied up by Avery and Brock, the two men who were there. He was also gagged. Yeah, and he was also gagged. And they had him. I think they were threatening him with a knife as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they demanded money that they thought existed. It just goes to show you, like, not everything is, like, what it seems. Not at all. Not at all. It's very true. And, you know, after they basically ransacked the house. What happened to Charles? Well, they went through the house, apparently, before they killed him. Yeah. And they kept asking him, where's the money? You have money. And he was like, there is no fucking money. It's so sad because he was, his feet and everything were tied and he tried to hop or hobble his way over to his dead partner. He did. And And when they did that, they shot him like five times in the head. Yeah. They shot him multiple times. Um, It's a very, it's a very sad story. And there are some eerie elements to this Now, story. are there any, like, conspiracy theories behind this? Well... If you're a dumbass uh, right-wing Catholic yeah, or well, religious and, person, well, and yes. that's the, And that's the problem, because there are some conspiracy theories in, like, a traditional sense where they think that, like, you know, if you're coming from a Catholic perspective, they're like, they were demons sent by hell, 
and they were sent here to do all these crazy things, you know? Absolutely. But. Well, there was this documentary, um, and it's called Corpsewood 1982. And it's worth a watch. It's definitely worth a watch, but by the end of it, you just want to, like, pound your head into, like, I don't know, a wall. Because it's this, like, I don't know if she's, like, an evangelican or she's, like, one of those, like, Bible huggers. And she clearly has a, a motive and an agenda with this yeah. documentary. And, you know, she she goes to the property fresh after the, the murder. It was probably, like, 1982, 1983. The, the house was still standing yeah. at the time she did this. It and, was still intact. And the house burned down, I think, within, like, a year and yeah. some change after they died. So she got there, like... She got there like there not to be offensive. There was probably still blood on the carpets. Yeah. So wow. she got there. She got there pretty early and then she met with people on the property that were like, you know, um that that interacted with these two and she's just walking around and she's like, "Oh, this creek is cursed because there's green slime." And I'm like, "No, bitch, it's fucking algae." Oh, it's like, "Give no. me a break. <laughs> Give me a break." So, but it's so but here's the thing. So, the it, it's a well put together documentary because it's very cheap. It looks like it was like shot on a crappy camera and edited in a basement and they use these synthesizers for music that are really like eerie and it sounds yeah. like it's from like Tales from the Dark Side and it's like Whoa. Yeah, it's actually like it's unintentionally well done. Let's put it that way. Yeah. I'll definitely have to check it out because yeah. this has definitely been a learning experience for me today. It's, you know, it's a crazy story. I, yeah, I've ne I never heard of this. Yeah. And I was actually, I, I kind of am happy that I told you guys to go ahead and Aww. put this together because I feel like I learned something new. Well, there's a little bit more to learn. There though, is. Real there's a little quick. bit more. But this story is so obscure, guys. Like, really. It is, there is such like a minute amount of information about yeah. all of this for various reasons. I think a lot of it is prejudice and uh, a lot well, of reasons why there's not a lot of information. Ultimately, but. at the end, what ended up happening was that a lot of people tried to blame it on the two guys that were killed because yeah. they were saying that Victim they were blaming. gay and satanic and... It, it went as far where in the documentary, um, the woman is basically implying like, oh, well, they were on drugs and that's why they did this. They were clearly hallucinating from the drugs that the two gay men provided them. Yeah. And that's why they did it. And these two gay men um, were, you know, playing with dark forces. I mean, like there was a tree that was like in the form of a cross and it was upside down. And she was like, it's it's cursed. And she starts praying yeah. over the tree. Ridiculous. Yeah. But the whole thing, it's just so infuriating because I feel like those two guys are very similar to Mark and myself because... I know. And every time, like, I was telling Mark earlier, I was making notes about this. And, you know, even from the little bit of information that I already knew, I was like, you know, this is so upsetting. It was hard to, like, write these things down because I was kind of reflecting on it and i was like you know these two guys were essentially mark and i like someone could come into our home and they could look at the things that we have and be like they're satan worshipers they're gay and listen in the world that we live in it is not much different unfortunately as we know 
with all of the movements that are happening right now be out of necessity, you know? Right. We now realize that, oh, guess what? America in 2020 is not as progressive mm-hmm. as we all thought it was. So it's very scary that this story from, and mind you, they died December 12th, 1982. That is not that fucking long ago, people. Nope. That is not that long ago. Well, Mm -hmm. clearly this is a result of that, you know, satanic panic time period. And what kind of sucks is that, like, I grew up in the 90s. I was born in 87, but when I was in grammar school, that was like the 90s. And I was, you know, I had like Freddy Krueger on my notebook. I had Marilyn Manson on my notebook. And because it was a Catholic school, everyone just railed against me. They didn't like me because I was gay. They didn't like me because I was overweight. And they labeled me as a Satanist. And basically, I got a childhood watered-down version of Corpsewood Manor. And and you know what I have to say about those people? They can all go fuck themselves. Yeah, fuckers. I don't think they would because they all got really ugly. Oh, okay. Well, you know what? You're beautiful, so fuck them. (laughs) No, but seriously, it just, you know, people who do a whole lot of nothing have a whole lot to say. They do, always, in all ways. I'm looking at some of you through the microphone, and you know that I know exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I'm on fire tonight. That's right. We know what you're doing. But, but no, I, you know, what I have to say to people like that is they can go fuck themselves because they've just, it just goes to show you that people like that have never experienced life. No, absolutely. And that they're very sheltered and, you know. Yeah. But, um, and then they wonder why people staple nuns' habits to the back of the chairs. And, you know, I think, <laughs> I think a lot of, I, I, I personally believe that a lot of people who have very strong opinions about people that they don't really know, mm-hmm. it's, it's learned opinions. It's not yeah. it's not people who have been able to go out into the world and experience life. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, it's very uh skewed perspectives, you know, and they're basically going with the pack. Well, before we end this, I can I just say one creepy thing. Go right ahead. So this is one of the most bizarre things about this entire murder situation. Oh, you're kind of yeah. So one of the guys that were murdered, I think it was Charles, Mm -hmm. uh, he made a self-portrait of himself and he is gagged and he is shot in the head five times. And there's a picture. Yeah, it's fucking eerie. There is a picture of him um, from the crime scene dead. And it's like identical to the portrait. So there's a lot of speculation that like maybe there was some sort of like dark magic or uh, paranormal or just something that something is going supernatural. On. Something right. going Yeah. And you know. another thing, now this has not been, no one can say as to whether or not this is entirely true or entirely what he said. So I am not going to put words in his mouth. However, it is noted from someone who was there during this time when the murders were taking place. And he allegedly said, I asked for this. Before he was murdered. Wow. And I think that's bullshit. I think that is bullshit. I yeah. think it's propaganda. It's pro- Or but, maybe he was being sarcastic, because I could see myself being like, oh, well, uh, I fucking asked for this yeah, by letting her ass into our house. Absolutely, like, yeah, and that, and I think in, in my thoughts... I got sassy. No, no. I mean, I think the same way. I think that's probably the way it went down. Like, he was like, oh, well, I guess I fucking asked for this. Yeah. You know, I don't think it was a... Right, as a dramatic reenaction, but I think the portrait is quite eerie. Yeah. 
And yeah, Corpsewood Manor. Um, there is no address for it. However, it is owned by the state of Georgia. Mm. You can find coordinates on Google and you can go to the site and there are still remains from the original Corpsewood Manor built by um, Charles Scudder and Joseph Odom, which is all the more eerie. And I'm glad that no one has built upon their land because it's theirs. And I hope that if anyone did, they were haunted. Fuck them. (laughs) (laughs) That's their house that they got taken away from them too soon. It's a cool house. Yeah, it was a really cool house. And they were really cool people. And it's unfortunate that, um, you know, in today's world, we still live in a society where that can be a reality. So... You know, you want to hope people don't die in vain, but the world is not much different. No. Sorry, guys. <laughs> what a bummer. I'm what sorry. Bummer. I'm bringing it down. Well, we're I? Su- I think we're supposed to bring it down. Well, I think so. Yeah. I think we're supposed to make this real because, you know, even though we're silly and we're fun and we have a good time, like, you know, this is a very important story. And I think if anyone chooses to Google this story, they will find that very little very little about it and it's just part of writing off kind of fringe people Mm -hmm. if you will yeah you know especially in the 80s like the early 80s like 82 Mm -hmm. you could easily write off like oh two gay dudes that were killed and they were satan worshipers fuck them you know and i just like to end with this Please go ahead. You know, um, just for what we're talking about, if you or someone you know has been victimized, please do not hesitate to reach out to the Hate Crime National Hotline. Absolutely. Which is 206-350-HATE. Again, 206-350-HATE. Thank you, Jen. That was so nice. That is. That's beautiful. You know, because there's a lot of people who probably experience similar things still. So learn from this story. It's a great one. Look it up. These guys were really fucking cool. They should not have, you know. You know what else is cool? Bizarre Buffet. And I think everyone should follow us on our Instagram page, which is Bizarre Buffet. Absolutely. And then also our Facebook. And Jen, what's that? It's Bizarre Buffet. And also, please follow us on Spotify. Yes. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Absolutely. My God. iTunes. Anchor. Anchor FM. Also, just leave a comment. Yeah. yeah. Tell us. If you hate us, you should tell us because we'll probably laugh and then read your hate comment um, out well, loud. And it'll be great. <laughs> we'll probably get someone from Georgia. Those fucking faggots. <laughs> Those queer Satanists. I hated them. God damn it. No, well, I'm sorry. I'm not being any better. I apologize. Well, thank you, everyone, again, for listening. Thank you. And thank we'll you. see you next week. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.